Hello, everyone, on this dreary Thursday afternoon uh, as we're taping this podcast. It's, at least it's dreary at my house. I don't know about yours, Jeff, but just a gray winter January day. So uh, we're here to warm things up a little bit, talk a little about prep basketball uh, with our Prep Hoops uh, podcast. I'm Jeff Johnson. He's Jeff Linder. Um, you know, what do you want to start out with, Jeff? Should we? Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, uh, your your uh, committee uh, came up with the uh, second uh, IHSA rankings for the boys. Uh, what? Um, any big changes there? Anybody? Any big movers and shakers up or down? Yeah, I mean, we uh, hadn't done one since um, since the holidays. Um, so. I mean, this was it, it was good uh, to to kind of get back at it. Now it's going to be a weekly thing from here on out. So um, the most interesting thing, I guess, is what happened after the rankings came out Monday because uh, the top ranked teams in both Class Four and Three A got beat Tuesday night. So we'll have some we'll have some new number ones next week. Uh, I would think. Uh, not you know not saying that's definite but uh you know cedar Rapids xavier lost its first game of the season tuesday uh up at dubuque weller always a tough place to play um 57 to 52 is the final there the saints had started out with a school best nine or no start and uh obviously ranked number one uh the rest of the top 10 was bondurant for our mlc floyd valley sioux city healing Clear Lake Williamsburg jumped in there, uh, hadn't been ranked, um, uh, and was number six and then lost Tuesday night. So, uh, they might go <laughs> from not being ranked to, uh, uh, to being ranked to not being ranked again. We'll see how three A shakes out next week. And then Webster city Davenport assumption, Des Moines Hoover and, uh, North Polk are, are your top 10 and then four a, Waukee Northwest got beat, um, had been 10-0, and uh, lost at West Des Moines Valley by 11 points on, on Tuesday night. And uh, we had Valley ranked sixth, or the IHSA has Valley ranked sixth. Sea Rapids Kennedy, number two. Waukee, number three. Ankeny Centennial, four. Sioux City East, or Indianola, five. Sioux City East, seven. Dubuque Senior, eight. Pleasant Valley, nine. And Waterloo West, ten. And if things... Um, kind of shake out as expected on Friday. Uh, you know, Kennedy plays at home against Wallert. Um, Dubuque Sr. plays at uh, Cedar Rapids, Washington. Both will be favored to, to win their games. We could have uh, a new number one ranked team in Cedar Rapids, Kennedy playing a, a fellow undefeated team in Dubuque Sr. Um, Tuesday night up in Dubuque. So uh, something to perhaps look forward to. Yeah. You know, it's, next it's uh, could be a fun drive up on 151 for that one. Yeah. Uh, while we're while we're uh, talking about that, we we did get a uh, question from one of our uh, our readers: Who should be the number one t- boys teams be in 4A and 3A? Uh, they say that it seems like the MAC is down, but the NBC is really good. Just your thoughts on that? Yeah, is is it going to be Kennedy in 4A perhaps? And who uh, who's the heir apparent in 3A? Or does yeah, I, there? I, I would think it would be Kennedy certainly. Um, you know, had, uh, you know, beat Lamar the other night by, I want to say 15, which is, might be their closest game, uh, this season so far. Uh, you would assume Kennedy would jump from, from two to one. 
uh, in 4A and 3A, you know, depending on how things work out, I think it'll be Bondurant Farrar um, jumping from, from 2 to 1 in 3A. Bondurant Farrar is undefeated. And, uh, you know, Marion played uh, Bondurant Farrar very tough um, last week. Uh, they, they played a game at Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines. Uh, that was, uh, I think a tied game in, in the last minute, minute, half, two minutes, something like that. So, but I would think they would, those would be your, your top ranked teams next week in four, a three, a we'll have to see how, how everything kind of shakes out in, uh, in those two classes. But, uh, you know, I, I think it would, Jeff, I don't know what you would think, but I mean, for Xavier to go undefeated through the Valley and that includes the girls as we've already seen, right. Xavier's still number one. Is that right? uh, they're still number one, but I assume that they probably won't be when they come out later today. Uh, they, they got beat twice last week, and one of them was by North Polk, which is number three in 4A. So um, North Polk might be the, the top-ranked team uh, coming this week. Uh, we'll, we'll wait and see when that comes out soon. Yeah, I mean, it's a hard ask, um, you know, to, for Xavier uh, to, to go through the NBC undefeated. Uh, for sure, you know, playing in almost all four A schedules. So, yeah, uh, you know, what have they won? They won two state titles recently, or three in boys basketball. Oh, boys. Yeah, they won a they won a couple, and and uh-huh. and both of those teams were like what sixteen and nine or something like that, or yeah, eighteen yeah, and nine yeah. or sixteen eleven or something like yeah. that. And they just they they really do. This team reminds me a lot of those teams in that you had a core of like. You know, I think three basketball only kids that were really good. Um, and then you had like, you know, your your multi-sport athletes, your football players, so to speak, that, that kind of filled in the other positions and and you know, filled those roles perfectly. And this team kind of reminds me of those teams that won state championships with, you know, your Jackson Joneses, your Matt Mims, who's up at South Dakota State playing, uh, Max Tekaw, those were kind of the big three basketball only guys for the for the state championship teams and now you've got you know uh joe bean aiden yamilkoski and and uh tyler nedelik here your three basketball only guys for this team and then you got you know your football guys that uh you know contribute uh in multiple ways so um you know that's uh i i see very big similarity i guess like between the state championship teams on the boys side that xavier had recently and and this one um mm-hmm. So uh, another um, question, another question yeah. we've got, uh, where would you like to see neutral postseason sites? Uh, uh, Dan, uh, one of our readers said he'd like to see Dubuque Senior, City High, Maquoketa in the Extreme Arena. Um, your thoughts about that? Where were, um, what would you do with that? All right. Let's preface this by saying the girls, that's not a, a concern because everything is on the home court of the higher seeded team. Correct, Jeff? For 5A and 4A, yes. 3A, 2A, 1A, they still do neutral sites. Okay, okay. So I'll uh, I'll let you answer that. Will you want to answer that? Well, you know? I think that I think that was uh, geared more toward the boys. Um, uh, like I said, the girls they they go home home uh, higher seed at home site for for the big schools. But what would you do with uh, with the boys? I think uh, oh, Makoka is a great gym. You've it been is there, a great right? gym. Oh man, what a great, what an unbelievable job um, that school did with with uh, that facility. It's it's yeah. one of my favorites, if not my favorite. You know, mm-hmm. in, in area. I would say I would say Williamsburg is kind of similar to that too. You walk in and you got yeah. the bowl underneath. 
yeah, I got to get, I, I don't know why I haven't been down there or over there, uh, but I got to get down there because I heard very similar things. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I guess this leads into, uh, you know, Sunday night, uh, you know, watching City High and, and Iowa City West play uh, girl boy doubleheader and, you know, with the sub varsity games, uh, I guess it was a quadruple header um, played there. Uh, first games played at Extreme Arena on the basketball side, and I thought it, it's a really good facility. I think it's a terrific facility size-wise for like post, uh, you know, uh, final sub-state final games. Uh, you know, I don't know, maybe four thousand, five thousand, whatever uh, seats available. My only complaint with that was, or my only concern, I guess, was the. They put the court right in the middle, Jeff, and 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 you had two open ends, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so where there was absolutely nothing. So, I uh, to me, if if you're going to use that for postseason, uh, maybe bring in some sort of temporary bleachers to put on the ends for the kids. But you know, then you're then you're creating maybe uh, you know you got to watch how you're going to get the kids in there, right? They got they got to come from. <laughs> from the concourse down to the floor yeah. you got to supervise that so um i guess that would be my my only concern with that but i think it's it's a it's a good size and uh a place to hold pole season and you know i'd love to see cedar have to step back up and and get some pole season games back at uh at the u.s cellular center and uh what was the only dubuque senior was was one where they yeah Maybe That's kind of a neat, neat venue uh, there. Historic, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, a very, very nice uh, gymnasium there. Um, you know, I love the, I love, the, I think the, the perfect size. Uh, you know, Linmar has a perfect size for for postseason games. Prairie does as well, and and they get some postseason games. Yeah. Um, Dan mentioned but, Iowa City High. Have you been? In, you've been in City High's gym. Not, I have not been in oh, their new gym. Another it's terrific. Really- is it? It's terrific. Yeah, you you, you got to get in there. It's really nice. What's the uh, what's the seating capacity? Any idea? Oh, I'd say between two and twenty five. Maybe maybe okay. maybe more than that. Uh, okay. It's kind of uh, kind of steep, so that uh, you know it's not instead of being like a bowl shaped, it's up more like that. So. Okay. Uh, I, I would say the sight lines are probably a little bit better. Um, the balcony's nice. I, it, it's just a tremendous, tremendous facility. And I, I know you'll like it a lot. So, um, but yeah, he mentioned senior city high, Makoka and extreme. I, I don't think there's a, a bad choice there. So no, no Kennedy's another one. I think it's a very real, real yeah. nice facility that, that can uh, good size to host, you know, postseason games and, and smaller classes and mm-hmm. things like that. So um, there's a lot of them around here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, got one more question for you. Uh, is anybody in the MVC good enough to beat the Kennedy boys? Are you thinking they're looking at uh, running the table in the MVC, or you think they'll take a, a loss between now and, and the postseason? Yeah, uh, Tuesday night, uh, again, going back to senior and, and Kennedy, I think that could really be a heck of a, of a basketball game. So um, that's that's my best guess, I think. You know, and I, I honestly I haven't seen senior yet, but I've heard so many things. And um, actually, I watched just a little bit on Huddle the other night, do a little reconnaissance. Um, a team that doesn't have a lot of, or doesn't have a star 
what five guys that can score and then play really good defense. And, you know, Kennedy's got kind of the same type of deal. So I think those probably are the two better at best teams in the Valley. Uh, throw Xavier in there as a third. Uh, potentially Iowa City West could be really good. Um, you know, if Kareem Earl comes back from injury, big loss there. I think Cedar Falls could be good. They've kind of been up and down in the early going. Uh, those are kind of my my five mm -hmm. uh, teams in the Valley, even though Waterloo West is ranked right now. Uh, I have seen West. They're, they're a solid ball club. Maybe not at that upper echelon, but to me, it's Kennedy is 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 number one, and and we'll see about Tuesday night with senior. And uh, I think the valley's down overall a little bit from from last year, quite frankly, uh, on the boys' side. And and you go over to the MAC, uh, I think the MAC's really down um, from from talking to everybody over there this season. So the east side of the state, maybe not as strong overall as, as what it's been, and. You know, it's all about Central Iowa Metro League, right? When, when we were, where we heard that before. Yeah, that's uh, kind of getting to be a season by season thing. Um, just kind of looking at BC Moore here a little bit. Um, uh, they, they've got, they say right now, Kennedy would be a, about a six point favorite at Dubuque Senior. They do play uh, at Valley. Uh, of course, that's a non MVC game. I th it looks like Kennedy would be a five point favorite in that one on. Uh, on February 11th and uh, Kennedy would be favored by double digits in, in the other games from here on out. So for whatever that's worth. So, no, that's, um, you know, and that's stuff that again, going back to the rankings, you know, real quick, that's, that's stuff that uh, is looked at um, when rankings are, are put together uh, quite frankly. So um, I know there's uh uh there's a coach out in Western Iowa and Raz Vanderloo. I love you, Raz. You're awesome. Uh, always got along with you. You do an unbelievable job at East. I'll preface by saying that he thinks, uh, and he always, you know, he should think that, um, you know, his team is undefeated and kind of, uh, uh, you know, smoked every opponent so far this season. He thinks that uh, maybe his club should be a little higher ranked than seventh. And uh, I get that. Um. On the other side, you know, East is a team that, uh, you know, plays a lot of non-4A competition. You don't really know um, how good Western Iowa really is at the bigger, at the biggest class from year to year. And the opponent's record of East is the, uh, it's not good. It's the lowest in, in class 4A as far as winning percentage. So Yeah, just kind of looking at their schedule so far. Um they did play Ankeny and they beat Ankeny handily, but yep. it looks like Ankeny's three and nine. So, um, you know, so that, uh, you know, that journey into central Iowa didn't, uh, didn't help them as much as you would hope it might, yep. as far as strength of schedule. Um, just kind of looking, they, they play Helan yet. Uh, they play council bluffs Lincoln yet, which is above 500 Sergeant bluffs five and four, but everybody else that they still play is below 500. So, uh, not a lot of uh, opportunities to to get that statement win. Yeah, and you know, I'm, and it's <laughs> the thing on the girls' side. I mean, they they're just a victim of geography. Yeah, you know, because there's not uh, how many schools, big schools. I mean, you you got to travel from Sioux City. You got to travel unless you want to go on the other side of the border. Yeah, uh, you know, which I guess would be possible. Um, yeah. 
but you got to travel. Know, fortunately, fortunately, there are some some good smaller schools in that area, at least on the girls' side. I'm sure there are on the boys' yes, side too. Uh, you know, the Sioux, Sioux County schools are always good. Uh, Esterville Lincoln Central's girls are number one in 3A. So, um, so there are some opportunities out there. Who's the best team in, in Western Iowa uh, on the girls' side, Jeff? Uh, I'd say it's well, Helan. Helan's very good. Uh, you know, they're a, a contender again in in 4A. Uh, Esterville Lincoln Central's number one in 3A. Um, no Fonda. I mean, No Fonda, Algona, Garrigan are, you know, two of the best 1A, well, probably the two best 1A schools in the state, along with uh, along with North Lynn. So I, I would say those are probably your your biggest plums on the girls' side. And, you know, you know about the boys. I mean, it's a Boyden Hole. I mean, it goes yeah. on and on with the – Western's always yeah. good. Yeah, Western Christian, absolutely. So um, there's a lot – there is a lot of great basketball. Um, in Western Iowa, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's a smaller school level, no question about that. So yeah. let me wrap up. Uh, I'm Bogarting the time here on the boys, then we'll we'll flip it over here. Uh, the rankings in 2A Central Lions, number one, Appleton Parkersburg, Rolling Story, Western Christian, West Burlington. Carol Kepper, Albernet jumped in there uh, this week, un unranked previously, uh, had a real nice, impressive win uh, last week over at Dyersville Beckman. Albernet's uh, jumped from 1A to 2A and is number seven. AHST, Sioux Central, and then MFL Marmac at number 10. MFL will probably fall out next week. It lost to Decora uh, quite handily on Monday night. Class 1A then, Grandview Christians, number one. Uh, Northland 2, Gladbrook, Grimebeck, Waco, Remsen, St. Mary's, which lost Tuesday night. Dunkerton's in there at six. Bellevue, seven. Uh, also lost Tuesday night, West Harrison, Linville, Sully, and Bellevue Marquette. So there's uh, there's the news boy, new boys rankings. Uh, another edition on will we be released sometime Monday? And Jeff, you said girls, you'll get something today from the union, right? Yeah, should be uh, anytime. So it usually comes mid to mid to late afternoon on Thursday. So I would think, uh, We'll have something anytime. I, there'll probably be a new number one in, in 4A. Uh, don't know what other changes there'll be. Uh, I think Solon will probably make a little jump in 3A. They beat Benton in a, I think it was a two versus three or two versus four game in 3A last uh, last week. So that's, uh, you know, Solon might move up to about number two or so. Uh, talk about your uh, the week so far on the on the girls side. What have you seen? Um, you know anybody with impressive wins? Anybody maybe maybe slip up and and take a loss? Yeah, um, the game I was at was uh, Linmar Kennedy. Uh, Linmar won that one fifty seven forty seven. They had a lot of uh, really good balance. Um, Kennedy did a pretty good job holding Zoe Kennedy down, but uh, they had the Lions had some other kids step up. Uh, you've actually seen Linmar's girls a couple times yeah. and. Uh, um, when they're dialed in, they're really good. They're a, definitely a top 10 team when they, when they play well, they've beaten Waterloo West, they've beaten Iowa city West, they've beaten Xavier. Uh, that's three really good wins there. The Kennedy wins a, a nice win for them on the road. So I think they're nine and four now. And, uh, <laughs> the unfortunate thing, those, those, all three of those losses, or those three wins that I mentioned earlier, uh, those were non-conference games. So they've got to play all three of those teams again. So just kind of a, a victim of bad timing there, just kind of the way the MVC schedule works. Um, uh, tonight, I'm going to go see a Thursday night game. I've got uh, North Lynn hosting Iowa City Regina. 
North Lynn is undefeated. Regina's got one loss, and I think that'll be a tremendous game. So um, that's uh, that's kind of where we're sitting there with that. Uh, tomorrow, I've got uh, just another night in the Womack West. I've got uh, CCA at CPU, and uh, in in the house that Norman built, and that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. You and Norman, the love affair continues. Absolutely. You betcha. <laughs> um, how many, I, it's so hard to, to tell right now, but I can, I'm guessing you're getting a clearer picture on how, you know, your teams, your top eight teams in each class that, that might, uh, you know, be protected, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to, to postseason brackets and things like that. At the biggest school level in 5A, Jeff, how do you how do you think the the things will be kind of hashed out? How many opportunities will Eastern Iowa schools have to to make the state tournament? In your opinion, um, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to have a good opportunity to to get to the regional finals. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's. Uh, I would say Linmar's probably got a pretty good chance to, you know, being a team that might play in one of those eight versus nine or seven versus 10 games. Uh, you know, the, the tough thing is if they're on the wrong end of that, they've got to go on the road instead of playing a neutral site game. So, um, but you know, Linmar could be playing, excuse me, uh, like an eight, nine game, you know, depending on where the rankings go from here. Um, you know, Kennedy, uh, Iowa City West is kind of in that boat uh, as far as, you know, probably being in the regional se semi, I'm sorry, regional finals and probably having to go on the road. So, um, you know, that's kind of where we're sitting with that. I'd say the same thing with Liberty. So um, we could get a team or two in from, uh, from our area, uh, or they might uh, kind of get cannibalized by Pleasant Valley to the east, Davenport North to the east, and everybody in the CIML to the west. How do you uh, – I like that that west team I've seen a couple times, mm -hmm. uh, Iowa City West. Uh, I thought it played really well uh, Sunday afternoon against against Iowa City High. A um, couple of really nice, nice yeah. players there, Mina Tate. Um, yeah, she's going to Dartmouth. Um, Anna Prouty is just uh, – yeah. She's a great rebounder. Uh, you know, she's somebody that's going to give you eight points, 12 rebounds, night in, night out. Uh, um, Malia Lacey's a, a really good athlete. Um, yeah, they, they've, they've got good kids. Lucy Wolf can shoot the ball. Uh, West is a very good team. Uh, Liberty's a good team. So uh, they're one of those teams that uh, probably be – a slight underdog in a regional final, but certainly capable of knocking, you know, somebody that's ranked five, six off in a regional final. How's the Dry River stacking up on the girls' side this year? You mentioned Northland being undefeated, and it'll be a real yeah. good um, tonight against Regina. How's there's there's a big gap between Northland and everybody else. Uh, you know, Springville's kind of asserted itself as the the second best team in, in the, uh, in the tri rivers West, uh, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit better than we thought they'd be, but uh, uh, I think Northland beat them by 30 or 40 points in their first matchup. So um, it's Northland and everybody else. Uh, the East has gotten a little bit better. Uh, Calamus Wheatland's competitive. Bellevue Marquette's competitive. Uh, Lisbon's not bad. 
but you know, the, the West is still the better division and, uh, and Northland's by far the best team in there. It's been a good, it's been a good league. Yeah. And I, I don't know if the boys can say this. Uh, I, I know the boys have been really, really successful, but when and if it happens, I think it's when this will be the 13th year in a row that the Northland girls have won 20 plus games. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. That's yeah. Impressive. Um, the River Valley Conference had a, a shootout last yeah. Saturday um, at Kirkwood. Seven games, 14 of the 15 schools were involved. Cascade, the exception, and Cascade's always tied into the Wendy's Classic in Dubuque uh, on that weekend. But I thought it was a good event. The coaches kind of seeded uh, the, uh, you know, the schools in each division because they don't necessarily have to play each other anymore because there's right. so many schools. Um, you know, they're, they count division games only. So it was north against the south team, um, you know, in each game. And the girls are having a similar event here coming up a couple of weeks, if I remember right, at Cornell College. Uh, yeah, uh, next next weekend. Okay, you know, do you like this kind of this kind yeah, of thing? I do, and you know, I I wish I kind of hunger for conference tournaments. I kind of wish they had those, or you know, if they had like the top two top two teams in each division uh, go into a semifinal format. And then, you know, the threes and fours could play each other and so on and so forth. I'd kind of like to see that. And, you know, if we would ever get to the point where maybe we'd have basketball over the holidays, that'd be a really good time for something like that. Um, or you could have like a, a river Valley tri rivers classic or something like that. Uh, so a lot of ideas out there, but, uh, you know, there's, there's only so many games that, uh, only so many dates out there. Do you think they should play hard or uh, basketball over the holidays? I know we've talked about this, but it's just, uh, it, it, again, uh, talking to all the coaches Saturday in, in the RBC is just like, man, I wish we could play in the holidays, man. I yeah. wish we could play on the holidays. Uh, yeah. what do you, you know, may, maybe make it so that you couldn't play until like the 28th or 29th. So you still get a little bit of a break. You know, schools are scrimmaging anyway over the break. Yep. So, you know, maybe maybe think about going to, from 21 games in a season to 24 or something like that in a regular season. I think Illinois plays about 26 or 28. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe up that a little bit. It's it's something to think about. Um, I like having my break free, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, that. You know, I think it would be cool if, uh, you know, you get a community um, to, you know, get a sponsor or something and, and start an annual, you know, eight-teamer or something like mm -hmm. that where uh, that becomes a big thing. Like they did, like you said, like they do in Illinois over the break. I see both yeah. sides. I really do. Um, everybody needs a break, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I in the in the you know, I think it's it's kind of a bad thing too that it, that the season kind of kind of gets stopped and then restarted again. And like you said, I mean, there there is teams are scrimmaging over over break anyway. So um, yeah, guy teams would rather kids would rather play games and than scrimmage or practice or, or things like that. So it's the eternal right. debate. We, we is you know you hear it every year, every year. So, yeah. Um. You want to talk about Iowa women real quick? Yeah, um, they played well last night. Uh, they've put together two really good performances in a row. They beat uh, uh, last place Northwestern by uh, 
just about 30 points. I think it was 93-64. Uh, I'll tell you, Hannah Stolke, she just keeps coming. Uh, she played 14 minutes last night, 17 points, nine rebounds. She was she was great. And, uh, you know, uh, Lisa Bluter keeps saying, I got to keep finding her more minutes. I got to keep finding her more minutes. And I'm sure she'll say it again soon. But uh, uh, she, she was great. Uh, Caitlin Clark had... Uh, Oh, 20 points, nine rebounds, 14 assists, and a technical foul. Um, uh, she said that she was kind of cussing at herself, and uh, you know, I, I think that's kind of what kind of what the case was. But I don't know. Um, about three minutes to go, um, she's still on the floor with four substitutes, trying to get that tenth rebound and another triple double. And Bluter finally takes her out and. And about 30 seconds after that, Bluter puts her back in and I'm thinking, oh boy, she gets hurt. There's uh, this, she, there's going to be some questions to be answered, but uh, she didn't, she, she never got the 10th rebound, but I think she piled up about four more assists. So she was playing with like the 10th, 11th, 12th and 13th kids on the roster at the points at that point. So um, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I asked coach, what's the, is the risk worth the reward in that case? And she says, well, I like, like it when the kids get the accolades and stuff, but you know, if uh, she tweaks a hamstring or tears an ACL, I'm sure she'd feel a little bit different about it. Yeah. She's got, uh, she's gotten plenty of accolades already. Everybody, yeah. everybody knows who she is. So I, you know, I, I understand what you're saying there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, about the risk reward, risk reward. I, I'm not sure about that, but, yeah, they're the coaches. We don't know anything. Yeah, for no. Sure. So, um, let's see. You uh, and I, Drake. Um, yeah, you and I. Women beat Drake at the good. buzzer last night in Des Moines. Uh, Maya McDermott hit a shot with less than a second left, and uh, I think they beat Drake for the first time in I don't know four or five games. And that uh, MVC women's uh, race is tight. Uh, I think they're going into last night. I think there were six teams tied for first place. Um, uh, Iowa State uh, got a nice win, but uh, you know they're they're going to be a little bit of a different team now without uh, Stephanie Suarez. So uh, that's a big loss for them. How's Iowa State playing right now, women? Well, they're playing well. Uh, Suarez was a big loss, but. Uh, uh, I think they're ranked about 15th, uh, just one big 12 loss so far. And, uh, um, they, a lot of, I think they play Baylor soon, so that'll be a biggie and, uh, we'll see. Looks like you got a friend. Uh, Corky says hello, everyone. Keep going, Corky. Keep going. Sorry <laughs> about that folks. Uh, you are on the voting committee for the top 25, correct? Yes. How long have you been, uh, uh, I think it's about three or four years, maybe five. Uh, since whenever the Gazette went back to being an AP paper, I got asked to be back on it. So, uh, kind of a fun thing, kind of a way to keep connected to that, you know, with what's going on around the big 10 and what's going on around the country. So haven't gotten about that. Uh, that's good. I think that's great. You know, um, that, that says a lot about you and, and your expertise. That's for sure that you get that. That kind of type of an honor. So anything else you want to hit on before we 
sign off here. Um, so let's see. I told you where I was going to be yeah. Thursday, Friday. I've got the Iowa women Saturday at eleven thirty. What? Uh, where are you headed this uh, tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to check out Kennedy and Waller. Uh, Waller okay. come fresh off that win over Xavier, so that'll be interesting. That's tomorrow night, and then Saturday is the Wells Fargo Advisors. Shoot out at, at Coe College, Cohawk Arena. Starts at 10.30. Last game is scheduled for 7.30, seven games, 14 What's teams. the best of the bunch there? I like the Cal, uh, the Cascade-Elbernet game, and I think okay. it is, uh, I want to say noon maybe. Okay. Like that, but Cascade's like 9-3, and three, something like that, 10-3. and three. Elbernet, as I mentioned earlier, has just jumped into the rankings and – uh in two a this season so i like that but you get a chance to uh you know to see uh some schools not in the area uh our area um that are coming over really looking forward to seeing a dunkerton team that's ranked in the top 10 and in one a there uh, i think dunkerton's playing central city which has had a nice little uh season so far so uh good ames is coming over to play pleasant good. valley um so again, a couple of teams that are schools that you don't usually see. Um, so tickets at the door, come on over if you want, folks. Uh, there'll be, there'll be, there's going to be basketball all day, all night. So that's what we're, uh, that's my weekend, I guess. So all right, sounds good. So folks, you want to, you know what? I'm going to let you go out because I'm going to say uh, KJ's favorite. All right at the very end so all right well that's it for us uh thanks for listening thanks for watching and jj uh polish us off here keep your head on a swivel and your feet planted while you're taking a charge thanks folks we'll see you next week get a daily update from the gazette with our daily news podcast Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.